Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Statman is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Statman on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Sothopoulos, the Statman, on a Saturday morning, the 3rd of June, 2017. It is 10 a.m. in the East. We are live on Blog Talk Radio. We're coming to you from our authentic invitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes, so sit back and enjoy as they take you through the world of sports. A good Saturday morning out there, everybody. Welcome to June the meteorological start to the summer season. Memorial Day behind us. School is just about over. And we turn our attention to baseball very, very shortly, but we still have a little hockey to finish up because the uh, Stanley Cup final is uh, two games in. We are heading into game three tonight in Nashville with Pittsburgh, holding serve at home with both of their wins uh, in uh, Pittsburgh at the PPG Paints Arena, 5-3 in game one with an empty netter late, 4-1 in game two where they uh, blasted Pekka Rinne out of the nets in the third period with a barrage, uh, three goals in a very short amount of time, about four minutes or so, uh, to start out the third period. So Nashville tries to get back into it. You know, game one was especially interesting because Pittsburgh didn't have a, a shot on goal for about 37 minutes. Jake Gunsel with the game winner in the third. It was a, uh, it was a three, nothing Pittsburgh lead in the first Nashville came back to tie it. Eventually Pittsburgh went up late and the empty netter to seal it. Uh, but game three tonight, 8 PM Eastern NBC sports network, CBC, SN and TV uh, up North. Game four, Monday night, 8 p.m. in Nashville on the flagship. The rest of the series would be will be on NBC. Uh, and game five, if there is game five, it would be back in Pittsburgh on Thursday. So two days off in between four and five, two more days off in between five and six, and two more days off in between six and seven. So game seven, if it goes the distance, would be Wednesday, June 14th, a very late ending to the season and what has been a cramped schedule because of the uh, World Cup of Hockey um, starting out and, and really interfering with some training camps and ending up with a mid-June finish. So that is where we are in hockey. If you look at the bracket challenge on NHL.com, the top uh, six, actually tied for six, but the top five for sure, all have the Penguins winning. Nashville, uh, the highest Nashville pick is tied for six overall. So uh, it depends on who wins. Obviously, there's a lot of points uh, to the winner of the, uh, the championship. Uh, but the, uh, you know, th- there is some presumption there when the number one bracket challenge entry right now is 2017 Cup Champs, 289 out of a possible 389, and they have Pittsburgh winning. Uh, so the, uh, the top three, uh, the 2017 Cup Champs, Gustav, a and Queen Penguin 87. Really not a lot of uh, leeway in terms of where their allegiances are. They all pick the Penguins. And uh, that's where we stand. We have our All-Statman team this uh, this week. We unveil the All-Statman team for fantasy baseball and also for playoff fantasy hockey for the month of May. And let's get started with that before we get into our regular installments for week nine heading into week 10 in fantasy baseball. Uh, the hitter of the month, Carlos Correa of the Houston Astros, batted 386 with seven home runs, 26 runs batted in, 
on base of 457 and slugging of 673. Tremendous month for a guy who got off to a bit of a sluggish start, but he has more than made up for it, now batting 312 with 10 homers and 37 runs batted in for the season, also 36 runs scored. Uh, See, he was the top hitter and also obviously the top shortstop, but let's go position by position. At catcher, the um, catcher of the month, Buster Posey, and it wasn't even close, Yadier Molina finished 34 points behind Posey. Posey, 344, an OPS of 1054, six home runs and 10 RBIs, 15 runs scored. Uh, all of them, by my count, are, uh, were leading his position. He had a fantastic month. As uh, the only really um, black mark on his month was not trying to run out and intercept uh, Bry- uh, Bryce Harper when he charged them out on Hunter Strickland uh, last week. But his 15 runs scored were the most. Six homers, one more than Salvador Perez. His uh, RBIs, though, were a bit lower. Ten RBIs for Posey, several catchers ahead of him. Salvador Perez leading everyone with 18 RBIs among catchers. First base, Joey Votto was the first base of the month on the All-Stat Man team. 111 points, four points ahead of Paul Goldschmidt. Votto, 28 walks and 16 strikeouts. That is a very Joey Votto month. He had a 308 batting average, six homers, 23 RBIs, scored 22 runs, which is a lot, but not the most among first basemen. That would be Paul Goldschmidt's 25. Votto, 472 on base, though. And uh, Marwin Gonzalez had a 461, but no one approached Votto's 472. And, and Votto had a 575 slugging percent. Uh, Votto's 23 RBIs were four less than Cody Bellinger for the most among first basemen. Bellinger, the rookie. And, uh, uh, a good a good month, a very good month for Joey Votto. Among second basemen, the all Statman team entry is Jose Altuve of the Houston Astros, a, a, making the keystone combination with Correa. We'll get to him in a minute. Altuve, 101 fantasy points, 11 ahead of teammate Marwin Gonzalez. Everything was coming up Astros this month. Uh, Neil Walker of the Mets in third place, 18 points out. But Altuve, 313 batting average, four home runs, 19 RBIs, three steals, nine doubles and two triples. So overall, grand total of 15 extra base hits out of his 36 hits, which among all second base eligible players were tied for second with Devin Travis behind Gene Segura's 43. Gene Segura just going on the DL with an ankle injury. Uh, Altuve, 313, as we mentioned, 373 on base, 530 slugging percentage for a 903 OPS. In terms of runs scored, Altuve's 23 were three more than Chris Taylor of the Dodgers, so he led all second basemen in runs scored. And uh, he is the all-stat man second baseman. Now on to third baseman, Anthony Rendon and Jake Lamb with a tie. Uh, we give the edge to Jake Lamb because he had the higher OPS at 1057 compared to 1037 for Rendon. Jake Lamb of the Arizona Diamondbacks, 294 average. Nine home runs and 24 RBIs, 17 runs scored, uh, six doubles and two triples. A good month for Jake Lamb. Uh, among all third basemen, he was tied with Joey Gallo for the most home runs with nine RBIs. He had two more than Marwin Gonzalez, so Jake Lamb led all third basemen in RBIs with 24 and runs scored. Uh, out of all eligible third basemen, Chris Taylor is eligible at third, and he had 20 runs scored as well as Joey Gallo and Nolan Arenado all had 20 runs scored. But the third baseman on the All-Stat Man team is Jake Lamb with an honorable mention to Anthony Rendon. Among shortstops, you mentioned Correa. Xander Bogarts, another 100-point uh, fantasy player for the month. Bogarts with 101 
fantasy points, batted 351, but finished second to Correa 12 points back. Outfielders, let's pick the top three outfielders. Mookie Betts, Charlie Blackman, and Jose Bautista. Brett Gardner almost two points behind Bautista for the third outfield spot. Mookie Betts, 256 average, not all that high average, but a slugging percentage of 521, which makes for an ISO of uh, 265. And Betts had seven home runs, but he had 10 doubles. That's what really gave him the extra base hits uh, and the extra slugging percentage. He had seven homers, 21 RBIs, five steals, and six attempts. He had 23 runs scored. His 10 doubles were tied for the most with Nomar Mazzara, Matt Kemp, and Curtis Granderson for the month. Uh, Betts' seven home runs was eclipsed uh, by several players. Mike Trout, Jose Bautista, and Brett Gardner, and Cody Bellinger all had nine homers for the month. Brett Gardner, nine home runs in May. That's unbelievable. He was the fourth best outfielder for the month. Uh, RBIs, well, he uh, Betts had 21, but surpassed by six players. Adam Duvall leading all outfielders with 28 runs batted in. Uh, but Betts did a little bit of everything, and that's what gave him the, the nod. Uh, also, the lack of strikeouts, that helps. 15 walks, 13 Ks for the month. Betts had 112 points. Charlie Blackman batted 350. Uh, I'm sorry, 359, and uh, on base percentage of 387, a slugging percentage of 650, had six homers, 22 RBIs. What brought him down was four walks against 25 strikeouts, but he did have five triples in the month. Six doubles, five triples, six home runs. Uh, That is 17 extra base hits. And Jose Bautista, third at 105 fantasy points, better 317, nine homers, 21 RBIs, a 644 slugging percentage, and OPS of 1056, and those were the best uh, outfielders, and they made the All-Statman team. The DH, meaning the best player not already named, that would be Paul Goldschmidt, 107 fantasy points, and it was a tightly contested race. Out of the 100-point fantasy players not on the list, Goldschmidt leads at 107, Brett Gardner at 103, and Xander Bogarts at 101, but Goldschmidt is the DH on the All-Statman team. 291, eight homers, 20 RBIs, five steals, and seven attempts, had six doubles and a triple, 25 runs scored, as we mentioned, among all hitters. The 25 runs scored was tied for third behind Billy Hamilton and Corey Dickerson, who each had 27 runs scored. Hamilton, by the way, 18 stolen bases and 21 attempts in the month of May. That deserves a special mention also. All Statman pitchers, Max Scherzer was the top starter, 3-1, and one, five quality starts and six starts overall, one complete game, had 60 strikeouts and 43 and two-thirds innings, a 2-2-7 ERA and a .82 whip. And how about this, 60 strikeouts, nine walks. That's it. He had 147 fantasy points. Carlos Martinez, the sub, number two starter, four and one and six quality starts. Had a 203 ERA and a .88 with Lance McCullers. Tremendous numbers, just didn't pitch enough innings. He had 135 points. He's our number three starter. Four and oh, five quality starts and six starts overall. 36 and a third innings. Had a 0.99 ERA and a 0.85 whip. Tied for fourth. Well, they'll be our fourth and fifth starters. Robbie Ray. And Chris Sale of the Red Sox, Robbie Ray, a 2.56 ERA, 3-2 and two record, though, a .91 whip, four quality starts and six times out, 116 fantasy points. Chris Sale was 5-0 and oh, with a 4.24 ERA, but 58 strikeouts against 10 walks in 40 and a third innings, a 1.04 whip, and he had 116 fantasy points. Alex Wood, just two points behind in only 28 and two-thirds innings. He had a 1.27 ERA, but he doesn't make the list. Among relief pitchers, let's take a look at the all-stat man, Four relievers. The quartet, Alex Colomay of the Tampa Bay Rays, was the best. Uh, ten saves and ten attempts and a win. 
a 1.26 ERA and a .77 whip, 130 fantasy points. Craig Kimbrell of the Red Sox, second place, seven saves and seven attempts, and a win, 25 strikeouts against one walk and only one hit and no runs in 12 and two-thirds innings. What a month for Kimbrell. Just didn't pitch enough. .16 whip, too. That is unbelievable. He only allowed two base runners in 12 and two-thirds innings. 126 fantasy points for Kimbrough. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Roberto Osuna, the number three closer at 109. That, that was his fantasy point output. Eight for eight in saves and a win. 142 ERA in 12 and two-thirds innings. And finally, Andrew Miller of the Cleveland Indians. And he's a guy who doesn't, who doesn't close games. He was that good still to be among the top four relievers in fantasy baseball. He had two wins, 14 and two-thirds innings. He allowed uh, 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 basically um, one earned run, a .61 ERA and a .48 whip, only allowed six hits, one walk, and 21 strikeouts. So that is our all-Satman team in fantasy baseball for the month of May. In hockey, we have it broken down for you for the fantasy hockey, uh, uh, playoff fantasy hockey all-Satman team. The first line, Evgeny Malkin, the centerman, overall leading scorer at 13, uh, 13 points, six goals and seven assists. He also has 45 penalty minutes. He has been in the box quite a bit with some misconducts and some, uh, some shenanigans. So Malkin, of course, uh, getting uh, extra points if you, uh, if you add penalty minutes as well. Uh, on that line, Chris Kunitz, uh, two goals and seven assists, 12 penalty minutes uh, for him. He had, the, uh, of course, uh, the winner against Ottawa in Game 7. Uh, that was a, uh, a career highlight for him, but also a highlight in May uh, for the Penguins. On the right wing, Phil Kessel, three goals, six assists, and 14 games. Uh, second line, Sidney Crosby, 3-8-11 in 13 games, also six power play points, including three power play goals. Uh, he is on that, uh, on that second line with Philip Forsberg of Nashville, uh, five goals, three assists, and a plus eight in 11 games. Uh, solid numbers there. Uh, and still alive with Nashville in the final. And on right wing, Corey Perry, who was no longer out there. Three goals, five assists, 28 penalty minutes uh, for him. Two game winners, both in overtime. He played 10 games in the month of May. On the third line, Ryan Getflap of the Ducks, three goals, seven assists, a plus five in 10 games. On his left wing, we have Clark MacArthur of Ottawa, a goal and six assists, eight penalty minutes, and a plus five. And on the right wing, Bobby Ryan of the Ducks, two goals and six assists, and he had 14 minutes in penalties in 11 games. On the fourth line, rookie Jake Gunsel, who has been a revelation, five goals, four assists just in the month of May. He's approaching some rookie records. Uh, I believe the record is held by Dino Cicerelli, the Minnesota North Stars at the time, uh, with his um, playoff output. I believe Gunsel is at uh, 12 points. He may be at 13 for the playoffs. I'm not completely sure. But for the month of May, five goals, four assists, and six penalty minutes. Two game winners for Gunsel, including game one of the final. And, and just, this is just in the month of May. And uh, on his left wing, we have Victor Arvidsson of Nashville, uh, seven assists in 11 games. And on right wing, uh, Jacob Silverberg of Anaheim, three goals and three assists in 10 games. So that is the all-stat man list of forwards for fantasy hockey, fantasy playoff hockey for the month of May. Let's take a look at defensemen. All of them have six points or more. Eric Carlson and Justin Schultz are in the top pairing. Carlson, a goal and nine assists, a plus eight, eight penalty minutes as well, and his goal is a game winner. Justin Schultz, three goals, four assists, plus two, uh, and two power play goals out of his three. On the second pairing, Cam Fowler and Roman Yossi. Fowler, two goals, five assists. Yossi, two goals, four assists, and three of his points coming on the power play 
Mangolin to assist there. Third pairing, Sammy Vatnin of the Ducks and Matthias Ekholm of the Predators. Uh, Vatnin, one goal, five assists. Ekholm, six assists, 18 penalty minutes in 11 games. So that is your look at defensemen. Now at uh, goaltender, the top two goalies, we're, we're picking them, and we're going to pick them based on uh, goals against average who qualify, and it is Matt Murray and Jake Allen. Murray in seven games, six game starts, five and one with a 1.54 goals against a 943 save percentage. Jake Allen only was one and two in the month of May, only played three games, but he played well, a 1.71 goals against 922 save percentage. Uh, other players, uh, the next group, Braden Holpe, Pekka Rene, whose uh, goals against ballooned to 2.38 um, because of game one and the, uh, and the four goals that he let up. Uh, but it is Murray and Allen for the month of May. You know, the Blues didn't advance. That wasn't Allen's fault. Uh, so that is a look at the best, the all-statman team for the month of May. Now we're going to turn our attention completely to fantasy baseball. We're looking back at week nine and ahead to week ten. You know, fantasy baseball regular seasons are usually about 20 weeks long before you get to the playoffs. So we are almost at the halfway mark already of the fantasy baseball season, if you can believe it. Now, for the last seven days, we're looking at uh, the games between May 27th and June the 2nd, and George Springer of the Houston Astros, another leader, hitting leader from the Houston Astros. Boy, they've put together uh, a great start, a fantastic start, and great in all aspects of the game. You have Dallas Keuchel, you have Lance McCullers, and then also hitting, you have Correa, you have Altuve, and George Springer was the top hitter in fantasy baseball for the past week. He had 43 fantasy points. All he went was 13 for 28. That's a 464 batting average, five home runs, 10 RBIs, slugged an even thousand. He's on base of 516, and that gives you an OPS of 1516. And still only five points ahead of Elvis Andrews, who was in second place at 38 fantasy points. He was 13 of 27, another hot hitter, 481 batting average, 778 slugging for the shortstop, five doubles and a home run, seven RBIs, three steals and three attempts. He had 38 points. Jose Altuve was in third place. Carlos Correa was in fourth place. Altuve for the week, 538. It was 14 out of 26. And Correa batted 429, 12 out of 28. The top four hitters in fantasy baseball all batted more than 400, all slugged 692 or above, and were all on base 467 or better. Altuve didn't have a homer, but he did have four steals, two stolen bases, eight runs scored. Um, Springer had 11, though. And Carlos Correa... 429 average for the week, three home runs, 11 RBIs. Uh, he also had seven runs scored, so a solid week all the way around. At number five, the top local, Lucas Duda, batted 310 for the week with five homers, seven RBIs. The Mets didn't get on base ahead of him. Uh, he scored five runs, and they were all by the home run. Uh, just finishing one point behind Duda for fifth place, a tie between Aaron Judge and Joe Maurer. And Aaron Judge now has 18 home runs on the season. He batted 346 for the past week with three homers and 10 runs batted in. Among pitchers, let's take a look at uh, the best pitchers in fantasy baseball. And Chase Anderson, with his two starts, were the best. Chase Anderson had a clean sheet for the week. 14 innings pitched, two wins, no runs, four hits, four walks, 18 strikeouts. He had 68 fantasy points. What a week for Chase Anderson. He has really turned it around for the year now. He has an ERA of 3.30. He is 4-1 in 11 starts. Two starts ago, he had an ERA of 4.25, and he was coming off a terrible start at Wrigley Field. He allowed six runs on seven hits in four innings, got the loss. Since then, no runs on one hit, 
in seven innings against Arizona. They pulled him right after he gave up his uh, he gave up the first hit. Uh, he had the no hitter going there for a while, 114 pitches to. He struck out 11. Then against the Mets, no runs on three hits in seven innings, uh, and his ERA has dipped by almost a full run. That is how good Chase Anderson has been lately. Steven Strasburg at number two, 22 strikeouts in 14 innings, a 129 ERA, a .79 whip, won both of his quality starts, 63 fantasy points for him. Uh, Jimmy Nelson, Anderson's teammate in Milwaukee, had a great week, 62 fantasy points, had one win and one hard luck, no decision, allowed one earned run in 15 innings, 12 hits allowed, no walks, and 21 strikeouts. Jimmy Nelson, not known as a strikeout pitcher coming into the season. But right now, he has 65 strikeouts in 64 and a third innings. This could be for real. His last two starts were double-digit strikeout uh, performances, and I don't believe he's had a double-digit strikeout performance until then. No, his high watermark was eight set three times this year, but he had 10 against Arizona in a win and 11 against the Dodgers in a loss. He got a no decision, no runs on five hits and eight innings in that one. Uh, But Nelson at 62 points. Ty Block of the Giants, 2-0, came into the season as a reliever. He shut out the Phillies the other night, 1.08 ERA, 0.96 whip, two wins, and 59 fantasy points. Also not known as a strikeout pitcher, only struck out nine and 16 and two-thirds innings. So that didn't really do much there. But last night in Philadelphia, a seven-hit complete game shutout. Uh, and he didn't walk anybody. So he only allowed those seven base runners and, and uh, managed to uh, to get the win, and a big win, 10 nothing. Uh, Adam Wainwright, the number five starter, did not allow an earned run in 13 innings. Of course, fantasy, uh, fantasy does not really take into account pitchers hitting, but Wainwright hit a home run as well. Uh, .77 whip for him, 57 fantasy points. The top one-star pitcher, Robbie Ray, a four-hit shutout, 47 fantasy points. He was our line of the week as he had the single best pitching performance of the week and uh, he had his uh, uh, he really had a fantastic game keeping uh, uh, at keeping the other team off uh, off base of course he was uh, going up against Pittsburgh on the road and he threw a, uh, a complete game uh, for a hitter didn't walk anybody struck out 10 47 fantasy points the other top lines of the week how about Brian Johnson of the Red Sox Sent down right after the game, but he pitched uh, extremely well on Saturday. Struck out eight in his complete game uh, five-hitter. It was a shutout, 44 points for him. And Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg each had a 40-point outing. Scherzer, a complete game, one earned run, five hits allowed. I think he only threw 100 pitches in the entire game. Uh, uh, Tremendous effort uh, for him. He did give up one earned run, though, 40 points. Steven Strasburg, meanwhile, uh, shutout baseball, struck out 15 in seven innings, only allowed three hits, and the pitch count was getting up, so he was uh, he was done uh, there. So uh, a tremendous week for Nationals pitchers, two 40-point outings, but the top single-start pitcher was Robbie Ray. The best relief uh, performance, Brandon Maurer of the Padres, 45 fantasy points, actually a tie between Maurer and Osuna of Toronto, Roberto Osuna. We're going to give it to Maurer because he didn't give up an earned run. Osuna did. Uh, four saves for both of them in four attempts over four innings. Maurer didn't allow a single hit as well as uh, a single run. One base runner by walk and two strikeouts. So Maurer, after having a, a disastrous outing, um, I believe. No, it, it, well, actually, his ERA for the season was uh, was pretty bad um, coming into this week. And he uh, he had a 6.63 ERA coming into this week. He ends it at 5.48. So he has uh, really turned it around quickly. He's 26 years old. He's the closer 
or actually the part-time closer of the of the Padres, I guess full-time now, Brad Hand was getting some opportunities. Uh, I guess Maurer has wrestled it back. Um, and the top local, CC Sabathia, 47 fantasy points, two wins and two starts, a 2-1-3 ERA. So that is how things look from the weekly best standpoint. Uh, we took a look at hitting rookies last, uh, last month during our stock up, stock down, which happened over the last two weeks. Uh, and Aaron Judge is far and away the rookie of the year leader among hitters. Uh, and I would say overall in the American League, uh, 1122 OPS, 18 home runs, 40 RBIs, batting 326, really some tremendous numbers. And there are no hitters and no pitchers that are standing out, really. So Judge is uh, definitely the odds-on favorite right now for the American League Rookie of the Year, especially if he keeps this up. 43 runs scored, which among rookies is uh, uh, almost double anybody else. In the National League, you're looking at, uh, Cody Bellinger, whose average is dipped now to 252, 12 homers, 30 RBIs, uh, and that's basically it. Josh Bell has 10 homers, but he's only batting 228. Hunter Renfro has 10 homers. He has 60 strikeouts and 200 at-bats and only batting 230. But let's take a look at the pitchers. First, among starters, Ty Block right now is the best starter uh, among rookies. 3.24 ERA, but he's had seven relief appearances and eight game starts, including last night's complete game shutout win over the Phillies. That really helped him, obviously. But only 23 strikeouts in 58 in the third innings. Antonio Senzatella for the Rockies has been solid, 7-2, and, uh, and a 3.49 ERA. Kyle Freeland, also the Rockies, 3.53 ERA in 11 game starts, 6-3. and three. Um, But that's about it among uh, National League pitchers. Uh, and I would say Bellinger it's still his, his uh, award to lose at this point unless somebody catches fire. In terms of relieving, Coda Glover has a chance to do some things if he can uh, close games out with uh, regularity for the rest of the year now that he has the uh, official closer's position. He has a 2.08 ERA, seven saves and eight attempts, and 16 strikeouts and 17 in the third innings. Uh, but that's really the only reliever that, um, that opens your eyes. So that's a look at the situation among rookies here as we head into the month of June. All right, we have injuries. We have hot pickups. We have two start pitchers uh, to, to start and also to sit for week 10, and also uh, hitting notes, uh, both to the positive and the negative. And uh, uh, we will be giving you all of that good stuff coming up uh, over the final 20 minutes of the show. Uh, of course, you're listening to the live feed now, the 30-minute uh, live feed before we get to the 15-minute podcast-only version, and we urge you to join us on the entire podcast. You can download it in a number of places, on iTunes, on Stitcher, the Smart Radio app. If you have CarPlay in your car, Stitcher works there as well. Uh, you can also download episodes from our show page, which is also the only place you can listen live, and you can get there by going to www.blogtalkradio.com slash the dash statman that's t-h-e dash statman uh we are on usually saturday mornings at 10 a.m we're back to our regular uh time and date we've been doing saturdays the last few weeks but uh, we had a 9 a.m call last week uh, because we took a little bit uh, of a vacation we took a trip up to boston for memorial day weekend had a wonderful time with uh, some uh, some great friends a nice memorial day cookout and uh, had a blast out there uh, in in Boston, uh, but now back in uh, back in Northern New Jersey, uh, we'll be back to the Saturday 10 a.m. Uh, broadcast for the foreseeable future. 
you can also uh, check us out on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash sports with the Statman. Come back early and often. You can listen to episodes there. Start the conversation and join the conversation there or on Twitter. You can reach me on Twitter at gstatman. That, that's G-S-T-A-T-M-A-N. If you have a fantasy question or pro opinion you want to get off your chest, I'm always here for you. And the website is statmansportsonline.com. That's statmansportsonline.com. I don't know if you heard in, in gaming news, ESPN uh, streak, uh, the, uh, the, the, the streak game that, uh, that has been there for years is now available through the uh, ESPN Fantasy app, I believe. So you can uh, go from your teams to the streak uh, without having to go into a separate app. So that is, uh, that is some gaming news. Also, out of the park baseball, 18, uh, just in case uh, – uh, it, just in case you know, you don't know, a tremendous, uh, tremendous game. And also, uh, I will be posting a review of that game in the next uh, little while. Uh, but just, uh, just so you also know, there is a uh, uh, that there is a recent update. Of course, um, th- there are continuous updates to either fix bugs or to provide a few extra features. Uh, but out of the park 18, the latest update is update 57. That is available if you have purchased the game through ootpdevelopments.com. And there's also a special uh, Stanley Cup final sale going on uh, for uh, for uh, franchise hockey manager three. And uh, you can find out more about that at ootpdevelopments.com. As uh, it is available on Steam, it is available, uh, of course, on the PC and on Mac, and uh, they are uh, really a, a fantastic group of games. Out of the Park 18 is just the flagship. It's fantastic. Don't forget about MLB Manager 2017, which is a uh, mobile game, and uh, that is also a, uh, a, a good title as well. So make sure you check that out, OOTP Developments. Okay, the live feed is about to cut out. Thanks so much for joining us live. Now onto the podcast-only version. We have injuries, hot pickups, and uh, our our starting pitcher notes for uh, uh, two-star pitchers and also our hitting notes as well. Let's take a look at injuries and go around the the league. Wellington Wellington Castillo back on the DL again, this time with a groin injury. And uh, the prognosis for him is uh, that he is not expected to, to uh, miss more than the 10 days, according to Rock Kubato of uh, Masson Sports. Uh, so um, they, uh, you know, it's, it's more of a, if it was a 15-day DL, he probably would have uh, stuck around, uh, but it's a 10-day DL, and he doesn't have to miss uh, a, a ton of time. Uh, so, uh, so he is on the DL again with a groin injury. Uh, Tom Murphy still on the DL with his forearm injury. Is he any closer to coming back? Well, he is uh, rehabbing, and he's rehabbing uh, today in Albuquerque, uh, so he is very close to a return. Also, James McCann for Detroit on the DL with a hand injury. He should be coming back soon. Wilson Ramos has not played this year either. He's looking to come back in mid-June. Uh, okay, and among first basemen, the top injured players, really Freddie Freeman with a wrist injury, should be back around the All-Star break, and Greg Bird uh, with his ankle injury. He is a slow healer but he is playing six innings in a simulated game. Um, and he, uh, uh, he did play six innings for Tampa the other day. Uh, he's been out for a month with that, uh, with that ankle injury. Um, but uh, the Yankees uh, anxious to get him back into the lineup. Among second basemen, 
Gene Segura on the DL, as I mentioned earlier, with an ankle injury, just placed on the DL. And uh, he's batting 341 on the, on the fairly young season, about a third of the way through. Um, a high ankle sprain and no word about his uh, timetable. Taylor Motter will be the, uh, the man at shortstop. Of course, he has some good eligibility with outfield and shortstop eligibility there. Dustin Pedroia on the DL with a wrist injuries. MRI came back with no structural damage, but they still uh, felt like he needed uh, a week and a half off at least. He's having a good season, batting 292 in 45 games, but he is uh, rehabbing. He is uh, uh, beginning his baseball activities uh, very shortly. He's shown improvement, so he needed that time off. you got to remember, he's a 33-year-old playing a very demanding defensive position. Colton Wong. Uh, he is. He does not have any structural damage on, on his elbow, as he had an MRI. Pedroia's MRI was on his wrist. Wong on his elbow. Wong's batting 278, um, and uh, uh, he is uh, receiving treatment and should be off the DL when he's eligible, which would be early next week. Ian Kinsler on the DL with a hamstring injury. He should return when eligible on June the 6th. Uh, and that is a look at second baseman. Third baseman, looking at the injuries, Justin Turner has a hamstring issue. Uh, and, um, and and once again, uh, ready for a rehab assignment, so not looking like he's going to need to miss more than the minimum amount. Uh, he uh, was hurt running the uh, – or he ran the bases at Miller Park uh, last night, and uh, he will be ready for a rehab assignment. So a lot of these DL stints are – relatively short term and you wonder with 15 day DLs, would they even be on the DL? It's better for fantasy owners on two, on two accounts. Number one, if you have the player on, you know, in the lineup and not on the DL and sitting on the bench, it doesn't really help you. If he goes on the DL and you have, you're able to place players on the disabled list in your league, that definitely helps you because you get a free body in there and you have the option of bringing the player back um, you know, whenever he does come back, or if he's not playing well, then you can always ditch him. Um, so it, it, personally, in our house fantasy league, the first to third league, I have 11 players on the disabled list. I lead the league. I don't remember the last time I had 11 players. We have a 30-man roster. One-third of the roster is on the DL. Uh, but I will say also that I have a few guys going on the DL this week with Castillo and with Joe Musgrove and uh, – um, I, I believe Jared Dyson's on the DL. I, I'm not sure, but a few guys on the DL. I, I think my number is going to balloon to 14 or 15 this week. Anyway, uh, Turner's on the DL with a hamstring. Martin Prado also on the DL with a hamstring injury. He is making some progress in rehab and should be able to get back to game action in two weeks. Not sure if that means rehab or back to the Marlins, but looking like he'll at least miss the first half of June. Uh, for shortstops, uh, we mentioned Segura, who also qualifies there, Marcus Semyon with a wrist injury. Uh, let's see how he's progressing. He was supposed to be coming back in mid-June, and he's progressing in rehab. He's thrown from 75 feet, hitting every other day, according to Jane Lee of MLB.com. Uh, so uh, he's on the 60-day, and he's eligible to come back in mid-June, uh, but he's not uh, near a rehab assignment yet. So I think mid-June is a little optimistic. On to outfielders, and we'll take a look at the injury uh, look there. Jacoby Ellsbury with a concussion. Lonnie Chisenhall with a concussion. They're both on the seven-day DL. And with Ellsbury, because he's local, let's take a look into it. He may not return this weekend. Uh, He did take batting practice, though. Uh, So it is really day-to-day with him. 
and uh, looking like he'll probably miss the weekend. Uh, in terms of Chisenhall, he is set for a rehab stint in AA with the Akron Arrows of the – actually, it's not the Akron Arrows anymore. It's the uh, Akron Rubber Ducks, isn't it? <laughs> the Eastern League. Uh, but AA in Chisenhall is uh, going for a rehab assignment there. A.J. Pollock with a groin injury. He is uh, out and still not running. So even though he could come back June 7th, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Uh, he has been doing some baseball activity. He hasn't been doing all of it. And, of course, he has not done his rehab assignment yet. So looking like, uh, I'd say, at least a week later than that. So mid-June would probably be the most optimistic projection. Hunter Pence with a hamstring injury for him. He may come back uh, as early as uh, today. Um, the Giants are playing the Phillies, of course, Pence's former team, uh, over the weekend. So uh, Pence might get in the lineup before the end of that series. Cameron Mabin, oblique injury. He's out. And uh, looking like he will be out for a little while. They're hoping that it is uh, a brief stint, um, but it's an oblique injury. So it depends on how badly it was strained. If it was strained badly, he might be out for a month, but we'll see. And uh, keep an eye on on, uh, how badly the injury is and how he uh, kind of bounces back. Ryan Braun's still on the DL with a calf injury. Uh, He is supposed to have an extended absence, multi-week downtime. Those are things you never want to hear. And according to general manager David Stearns, that is the situation for Ryan Braun, uh, as that is, that is not good. Now, Lewis Brinson is, uh, is raking in AAA, and uh, once the Super 2 deadline is done, you wonder if he might get a call up and might get uh, some playing time. So if you're uh, stashing minor league players, you're in a keeper league, and he's available, might be a good time to go and grab him. Um, okay, otherwise... Any new injuries? Well, Mike Trout, that is a big one. Uh, it happened earlier in the week. Surgery on his uh, uh, left thumb out six to eight weeks. Batting 337, having a tremendous season, having a Mike Trout season. And uh, uh, he uh, got hurt sliding into second base. And he is going to be out until the All-Star break and will most likely miss the All-Star game if he rehabs quickly. Uh, he might still be picked for the All-Star game. You never know. But I would think the Angels want to make sure he's ready to go for the Angels. An update on David Dahl, who's been out all year uh, with a rib injury, still feeling discomfort. Extended spring training for him. So that is a bit of a setback in his recovery. Uh, also, Ioannis Cespedes, who is supposed to be coming back very soon, is taking live batting practice. Um, but uh, uh, he is supposed to come back over um, – during the team's next road trip, which starts on Tuesday in Texas and follows to Atlanta for a four-game uh, weekend series that includes a Saturday doubleheader. Uh, we also have Mitch Hanniger on the DL with an oblique injury, and Cameron Mabin owners take a look at Hanniger's, uh, Hanniger's uh, uh, timeout. I mean, he hasn't played since, uh, uh, since April 25th, and he is still on the shelf. Uh, he is taking batting practice, and uh, uh, he may begin a rehab assignment as early as next week. Jock Peterson, a concussion, uh, not expected to return during the road trip, and the road trip ends this weekend in Milwaukee before they come home and play the Nationals and the Reds. And Manuel Margot, calf injury for him, uh, and the Padres' uh, rookie center fielder did uh, get some information on his MRI. There is inflammation, so he is uh, shutting it down for now. No structural damage. Uh, but not looking to come back anytime soon. I would say mid-June would be the most optimistic there. So that is a look at uh, injuries uh, among the hitters. Among the pitchers, very quickly before we get to hot pickups, 
Uh, Trevor Cahill on the DL with a shoulder injury. He was having a good season for the Padres, 3-2-70 RA. He did play catch and uh, uh, not exactly sure, um, you know, still throwing and at best a rehab assignment uh, maybe in a week. Eduardo Rodriguez of the Red Sox on the DL need discomfort. Uh, he slipped during warm-ups, uh, but looking to just be discomfort. So Brandon Workman called up uh, and Brian Johnson looking to get another start while Rodriguez is out. Of course, he pitched so well over Memorial Day weekend. Um, but uh, Rodriguez has pitched pretty well, too, uh, but he is on the DL with knee injury. Vince Velasquez of the Phillies, elbow injury. That sends off warning signs. Minor flexor strain. If you hear flexor, that's also not good. But it was minor, and it's only a strain, and that alone makes it good news. But he's had a really bad season. He's not really fantasy relevant at this point, uh, and he's going to miss Looks like the miss of the month of June at this point, 5.58 ERA in 10 game starts. Amir Garrett on the DL with a hip injury, the rookie coming closer to uh, returning, may come back as early as next weekend against the Cardinals at home, slated to pitch against Carlos Martinez on Tuesday, actually not weekend, during the week. Alex Wood, shoulder injury for him. He was pitching so well. We talked about how he just missed making the all-stat man team. He's supposed to miss one more turn and then uh, should come back uh, next weekend against the Reds at home. Taiwan Walker of the Diamondbacks, hand injury for him. He will not make the start this weekend. Uh, he has a blister that is 90% healed, according to uh, uh, Nick Picoro of the Arizona Republic. So Walker is uh, on the way back, but he will look like he will miss another turn. Aaron Sanchez with a finger injury, ready to throw again. That does not mean he's ready to pitch for the Blue Jays. Um, but um, uh, so it looks like his rehab will take a while. Um, he's been out for a couple of weeks, but he will miss more time. Felix Hernandez on the DL with a shoulder. We've talked about him, but rehab start on Tuesday. So he is trying to fight his way back. He's had a, a bad season so far. And Steven Matz has not pitched in the majors yet this year. Needs another rehab start. So he will, uh, he will do so. Robert Kisselman uh, is the man who will probably lose his uh, starting role once Matt's is uh, coming back and, you know, the Mets need so much help in the bullpen uh, and Gazelman looked good in his bullpen, um, uh, in his bullpen appearances, that that is probably a, a, a good thing for the Mets. And maybe for Gazelman own, owners, he might uh, uh, take a prominent role in the bullpen uh, because Familia is going to be out. Jervis Familia is going to be out for a few, uh, a couple of months. And finally, Tyler Skaggs with his oblique. He expects to return when eligible on June 1st. He's on the 60 day DL and grade two oblique strain. Uh, so still a ways to go there. Matt Andres of the uh, Rays groin injury. It's a mild strain, uh, so not sure uh, whether he will miss more than the 10 days. A groin injury is difficult for uh, for a pitcher uh, to come back quickly from. Joe Musgrove, shoulder injury for him. Uh, only expected to miss one start, so he is uh, supposedly coming back during the week next week in Kansas City. Uh, so that is a look at, uh, at all of them, there's, there's more. There's always more. Danny Duffy, uh, Jesse Hahn, uh, Duffy with an oblique uh, injury as he was put on the DL. And uh, that is worrisome. Six to eight weeks is the prognosis for him. And uh, Jesse Hahn has been on the DL quite a bit. Triceps issue uh, should be coming back in the next week. That is the plan. June 9th against Alex Cobb and the Rays as the A's start their road trip in Tampa next weekend. That is a look at... Uh, starting pitcher injuries, relief pitcher injuries over the last week. Boy, we don't really have time to get into it, but 
Um, Houston Street trying to come back from his back injury. Cam Bedrosian still out as Bud Norris has been the closer. Adam Adovino and Colorado's shoulder injury. By now, Greg Holland has that spot locked up for Colorado. Um, and those are those are the big ones. Jarvis Familia, Cam Bedrosian, we've already mentioned. Uh, hot pickups. Uh, Justin Bohr in shallow leagues. Uh, also, Devin Travis in shallow leagues. Marwin Gonzalez in shallow leagues. Logan Morris in shallow leagues as well. In deep leagues, Whit Merrifield of the Royals, Tommy Pham of the Cardinals. Those are a couple of good options. Jorge Bonifacio, also the Royals. Uh, and uh, those are some, some, uh, some good options there among hitters. We don't have time to get to the, uh, uh, the two-star pitchers and the hitting notes as well, uh, but we will have our fantasy primer up by Monday. You can check it out, statmansportsonline.com. Our next episode will be Saturday, uh, next Saturday, which will be on the 10th of June at 10 a.m. Eastern time. You can join us for uh, fantasy baseball, possibly a wrap on fantasy hockey as well. And uh, we will, uh, we will talk to you then until then. This is George Sotopoulos, the Statman. Thanks so much for listening and have a wonderful week from New Jersey. Have a great weekend, everybody.